who started the fire. Yes, the fire rises. Welcome back to Fuel on the Fire again, oh, just I'm, like last episode. I'm fired up. <laughs> we were off for a couple of weeks for the holidays, but we are back and yep. we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Vent, rant, celebrate, uh, seethe, <laughs> a little bit of celebration. Oh, I got celebration. Yeah, we got celebration. Do we want to start with celebration? I'll start with celebration. All right. Week 17, Miami Dolphins, you are the best team in the world. Thank you so much for beating the Patriots. And then, of course, this last week, thank you, Tannehill. Thank you, Derrick Henry. Thank you, Titans. Overall, thank you, head coach of the Titans, for doing the Belichick stuff and making Belichick be <laughs> – angry on the sideline he was so mad of, it was so great it was He's, perfect it, it, it was i oh just i love a it. minute 45 love off the clock and not a single play was ran and belichick was vivid he was so <laughs> mad and it was great and i loved it and they lost and they oh. lost and we Show can is we, over I'm we done. can <laughs> we can only hope that Tom Brady retires, and his last pass in his career was a pick six to a former Patriot, Logan Ryan, who should have just kneeled on it as soon as it it was picked off, but that was so close to the goal line. You're like, I just picked off Brady for a touchdown in the playoffs. Oh, wait, I gave him nine seconds. You don't give Tom Brady nine seconds. No, you don't do that. (laughs) Never do that. But that's okay. It worked out. It worked out just fine. It was it was almost a tough game to watch because from like quarter two to quarter four almost there was nothing happening it in was, that game. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I want to say: they gave Tom Brady nine seconds because he returned that for a touchdown, but they didn't give Tom Brady no, nine seconds. They didn't. They gave some weird, ridiculous whatever they were trying. So I'm just thinking, why are you trying to do this? You got Tom Brady. You still got nine seconds. Fair catch it in the end zone. Or not fair catch it, but let it bounce in the end zone. I didn't see where they caught it. It was but, a squib. Oh, so the it squib. Was, That's right. Yeah. Just get on it, kneel down. You got seven seconds left. Try something. I couldn't believe that they did that. It that was, was just so stupid. I mean, it would have been the same type of play had they just. No. They got seven seconds. They can do a quick, like, yeah, maybe a, a five second route that gets you maybe fifteen yards. And if that don't work, then you get right the the crazy whatever back lateral <laughs> stuff. But if you get fifteen yards on the one play, you're gonna have close to hail mary distance there, and then you got a chance. Man, I don't know about hail mary with Tom Brady anymore. Well, it, it's just saying it doesn't have to be Tom Brady. It could have been somebody who can throw super Jared far. Stidham. <laughs> that's who his backup was. And we're going into now 2020 with the possibility that Tom Brady is no longer a Patriot, but gonna, may he, not retire. He, I think he still wants to play, but he's, uh, I read somewhere that he was not going to give them the hometown discount any longer. 
So that puts them in a spot because there's multiple defenders on that team that contracts are expiring for. Uh, Joe Tooney, their offensive lineman, uh, he needs to be re-signed. Their wide receiver core was not very good this year. Not even um, close. And I, honestly, I think that's why Tom Brady isn't willing to do the hometown discount because he said, I've been giving you a hometown discount and you expect me to do all the work. Yeah. I didn't have any wide receivers or tight you ends. Probably the worst know. tight end group in the history yeah. of the league. Pretty sad. Pretty <laughs> I mean, sad. Matt Lacoste was the best tight oh, end on that team this year. Besides Ben Watson at the end, but he really didn't do that much. He was just a shell of yeah. his former self. So. Yeah, it it almost feels like we're going. It's the <laughs> dynasty is almost for sure done. There's there's not going to be mm-hmm. any more. Belichick and Brady are going to be back at it next year. My my hot take when we were talking about it at work today uh, with a coworker of mine. My hot take was. One of them between Belichick and Brady will not be there next year. Yeah, I I have to disagree. Um, basically, because I just don't think they want to separate. I well, okay. Here's the thing: maybe Belichick goes somewhere else and then says, "Tom Brady, you want to come over here for a couple seasons because I'm going to draft a quarterback because this team sucked that I went to." And I get whoever I want to uh, whoever it is. I don't know who they're going to get or who he would go to. Like maybe he goes to the Redskins and gets, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just spouting, but I could see that happening. They're both on the same team, but maybe not on the Patriots, which would still prove you correct. I think Belichick is tired of living with Tom Brady as his quarterback. And he wants to make a team again. And do it like, see, it was me. It wasn't Brady the whole time. Yes, he helped, but I want to start with another team. Like, because I think he's still partially mad about not being able to keep Jimmy Garoppolo when he was traded. And I think that would have been the end for Brady in New England the following year had they kept Garoppolo. I think that's what. Belichick was going for and he would have then had another 10 to 15 years of a franchise quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo in that system that he could have been like see now I got 10 Super Bowls or whatever it ends up being and Tom Brady would not have been a part of that equation Um, Belichick has winning seasons with the Patriots right he's a when he was the head coach of the Browns he stunk he wasn't. He had one good season. Other than that, it was all terrible. Yep. He should go back to the Browns and make the Browns good again. I mean, because they've got the talent. <laughs> we, got we saw that. Talent. And it, and I I think if OBJ had Belichick coming back, OBJ would be like, I I can stay with. I got the best guy. Maybe that's it. I think Otherwise, OBJ I think, is a lost cause, but we can talk about that in a well, different episode. Yeah. We're talking about playoffs. 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 All right, that was enough. That's like a quarter of the episode talking about the New England Patriots. We don't need to do that every time. They lost. We're happy. Let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about the Bills and Texans. That was an interesting game. It should have been a blowout for the Buffalo Bills, but their inexperience 
and yeah. their <laughs> lack of a better term, um, immaturity just kind of did them in, uh, and their offensive line played like garbage in yeah. the third quarter. I, I was like, what, what is going on? Like Josh Allen couldn't do anything and they were in the backfield immediately. I was like, he, Josh Allen was making plays with his feet. He was making plays with his receiving ability at the half. He was the leading rusher and receiver and passer on the bills. Pretty crazy. That is, uh, has that ever happened? I, I would doubt it very much. So, okay. Well, he might be the first person to do that. However, I think it would not have mattered if the bills won the game because I don't think they would have won the next game. And I don't think the Texans win yeah. their next game. <laughs> I just think that game was almost like who's, who's not the sixth team. Well, we're not the sixth team. We won. And now you're done. Yeah. Like you there's no chance the Texans beat the Ravens. There's not a chance. I mean, normally no you would think that, but the way games have gone the last couple of weeks, you never know. I mean, there's always some kind of weird way things can happen, but I I'm telling you 99.8% chance <laughs> the Ravens win this game. And I'm, I don't know what the spread is, but I'm going to predict the Ravens win by nine hmm. at least. Okay. Okay. It'd be better. Than that. Um, well, the reason I say you never know what can happen is because nobody Gave the Minnesota Vikings a chance to beat the New Orleans Saints, but apparently the Vikings just have the Saints number over the last few years. It's they just it's unfortunate that that the, the two was it two years ago now. Yeah, that the Diggs catch, which was unbelievable. Yep, that I still can't get over that. Like, how in the world does that happen? Nope. And then Cook was running great. He had a great game. He had a great first half. He almost did nothing in the second half. Well, it was still great. He yeah. he he made the uh, the, the Alvin versus Alvin uh, argument could be made for uh, Delvin Cook in that game. <laughs> yeah, but he made the defense think about him in the second half, and that's why they stopped him, and that made Kirk be able to throw the ball a lot better. Mm-hmm. And that catch by Thielen, yes, was amazing. That's a great catch. Over that. the shoulder, turn around. That's I mean, you don't understand how difficult that is. I try when I'm playing softball, and I'm usually in the outfield center field or so, if the ball's hit over my head, it is so difficult to turn around and look back and and <laughs> right. catch that ball while you're running. It and it's a football. You have to catch a football. You don't have a huge glove on your hand to catch that. Mm-hmm. It's really it's gotta be so difficult to do that. So I give Thielen a lot of credit for that catch. But when it comes to that that touchdown grab by Rudolph, by Rudolph, I I looked at it at first. Immediately thought it was like almost pass interference on the defense, and then I saw the extension from Rudolph off of him, and the pity pat stuff that the defensive player I don't even know who it was the defensive player that was doing with Rudolph that that never gets called anymore. No, and. And so that's not going to be pass interference. But clearly, clearly, Rudolph pushes off with his left hand. And it wasn't just a little tap or whatever, side swipe. He pushed. And that is supposed to be challengeable 
Well, it was and under two minutes. It was the last play. You know, whatever scoring play game. needs to be re- reviewed. And I they, I don't even know if they tried to look at it. or I, I know they looked at it. But the problem is, how, how do you not reverse this in a playoff game? That's the whole reason you had it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, we... We've discussed at length some of these rules, and we're hoping <laughs> they just kind of throw it out the window again next year, I think. Like, if you're not going to really actually reverse any of these calls yeah. that are blatant, then why have it there in the first place? I'm I'm either one of two things, and they're both extreme. One's extreme to the one side, and one's extreme to the other. Either make everything reviewable and get it right, absolutely right, and I don't care how you do it, but you have to get it right, or just get rid of the flip and replay. I'm so done with it. Yeah. Um, it's gotten to be just frustrating all around. It is. I and think that's why I'm acting so harshly. Yeah. But it's just, come on. If you're going to do a review, do it right. Now, I want to go back to Adam Thielen for a second. Yes, uh, we don't talk fantasy football much on this show, but I yeah. have to say that as far as fantasy went this year, Adam Thielen was a complete and utter disappointment. Yeah, he was he injured almost every other game, and then he'd come back and he'd be like, okay, I can finally play him again, and then he would disappear. But as yeah. a Viking fan, that catch in that game Unreal. made up for everything oh, yeah. else that had happened with him the entire season. I mean, but, the guy, he's great when healthy. I mean, he's one of the best. Now really. they got to go up against the San Francisco 49ers, who held like seven teams to 100 or less yards passing, and it's not like their run defense is horrible. Yeah, Kenyon Drake kind of ran on them down the stretch there, but I, I don't see any way that the Vikings can pull this off in San Francisco. That's what makes it really difficult. There's one way they can do it, and that's if Kirk Cousins does not throw the ball more than 10 times. <laughs> I'm serious. I know, I'm I know. Serious. Cook has to take control, and he has to be dominant. Otherwise, the, the Vikings will not win this game. There's a chance if they can do that, they can beat this team. But I don't think the 49ers are going to let it happen, and I – I think the 49ers are going to win. I'm not going to give the spread of nine, but I'm going to give it a good five. A good five. All right. Five. five and a half. All right. Well, we have to talk about it. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm still. I, and it sucks because I was so psyched up for McCown. I was like, yes, Josh you... McCown. I want him to win this. And he was fine. He did fine. There was not a couple of little mistakes, of course, yeah. in there. But how many snaps did he actually probably take during the season in practice? I mean, yeah. realistically, I, I, he probably was why. super unprepared to play. He's always been prepared, but right. it's a different story when a guy's 40 years old and never played in a playoff <laughs> game before. So, Well, the thing is, is he drove down the field. They got in good position. And they can never capitalize. Yes. It, they got field goal after field goal after field goal. And I honestly, there was not the last drive where they went for it to uh, to get the touchdown. But mm-hmm. the one before that, I thought Doug Peterson should have kicked the field goal. I was thinking because, the same thing. And because it's fourth and four, 
the chance of you making this is slim enough as it is. You kick a field goal. You're going to get the ball back. Then if you get a touchdown, you win. Right. And if you don't get a touchdown, you could kick another field goal. And then you still have some time left if you saved all your timeouts. <laughs> yeah, I think you're kind of going I'm, a little too I'm, far there. I'm serious, man. The chance you don't just take points off the board with five some minutes left. No, you have to kick the field goal right there. That first drive you're talking about, I agree with you. As the game was with Josh McCown, I think I would have kicked the field goal there. Yep. If Carson were in that same situation. I probably would be okay with going for it on fourth and four there because there's always a chance that Carson can make a play with his feet. Josh McCown was trying, and he made a couple of little ones. I was like, man, he looks like he's running a lot, and he got like two yards. So He had one really good one that was like an 11-yard game or whatever it was, and I was like, whoa, where's this guy coming from? Oh, that's pure adrenaline from that guy right there. Yeah, and then uh, he tried to escape the pocket. I think it was was a, a critical play. And he just, bleh. was yeah. that the last play? Yeah, it was the last play. It When you look at it from behind his view, like you were the quarterback, there was all this yardage in front of him. He just couldn't oh, yeah. slip through and get by that first uh, two defenders that were kind of sandwiched yeah. him in there. But if he would have got past them, he would have at least gotten the first down. And there was nobody there. He, he more than likely would have been able to just walk into the end zone. But <laughs> yeah, this it's, all happened because of, and I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks this in this conversation, but a very dirty hit by Jadavion Clowney. Immediately after I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's super dirty. Because I didn't really see his helmet hit Wentz's helmet, but he was—he took the crown of his helmet and he pounded it into Wentz. Whether or not it, he hit his helmet on the helmet, it doesn't matter because Wentz's face went into the ground, which I believe is what caused his head injury. I don't. Did they even say he has a concussion yet? Did they yes, uh, I believe okay. they did. But um, as much as I hate Chris Collinsworth. Um, he was talking about that particular injury and where he's had multiple concussions over his career. And he had one where he got hit from behind. So mm-hmm. whether or not, I don't know how hard that was. It could have been, bam, it was already a concussion. And then his face went into the dirt mm-hmm. and it could have been mm-hmm. like two concussions in one. We don't yeah. know about all that, but it was... It was a bang-bang play. It was a messed-up situation, a busted play. I don't know. I think it was supposed to be like a screen play, and it got – so. There's zero reason for Clowney to do that. Right. I mean, if you are a defender and your goal is to make sure whoever has the ball is down, you don't need to dive at the guy's head when you can just reach out and touch him with your hand and make sure he's down. But this is the thing I hear so little people talking about with the fact that game one this year, Carson Wentz did that exact same type of play where he reached forward and his knee hit the ground and then his the ball crossed the plane of the end zone, but they said he gave himself up because that's a new rule this year that quarterbacks mm. diving forward are giving themselves up. So yeah. he 
couldn't do anything even if he hit the ground. That play was over as soon as Carson Wentz dove forward. Nobody yeah. even needed to touch him. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it sucks because I believe, I honestly do, if Carson Wentz is the quarterback, I think they win the game. Yeah. I don't see, I mean, McCown did really well, and I'm proud of him for doing it because I love McCown. Oh, yeah. There's, there's super- two quarterbacks that are old that I really like, and it's McCown and Fitzpatrick. I mean, yeah. it's really hard to not to not like either one of those. Yeah. But Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. He just is. And I might like McCown more just because I don't know. I just like him. <laughs> well, man, he's uncle man. Josh. I mean, that's all it is. He's uncle Josh. He's that cool <laughs> older uncle. Yeah. That's just like, he's, he's teaching you these cool new tricks and all this kind of stuff. And he's always around. He's always positive. Like I was reading a thread about him and obviously he just signed the one year deal with the Eagles. Yeah. Well, there was Jets fans and Eagles fans talking in this thread, and mm-hmm. they were both like, oh, man, I would love it if Josh McCown came back in, like, some kind of offensive coach role of some kind, a quarterback's coach or like that. And they're like, well, you're going to have to fight me for him because I want him to do that on my <laughs> team too. And I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. I'd love to have Josh McCown still on the sideline in some fashion for yes. my team. I think it makes more sense, and I'm not trying to be biased, but I think it makes more sense for the Jets because – he it, Darnold's young, really young. Yes. And McCown, it just has that experience and they clicked really well together. And I thought, I th- honestly thought McCown was going to come back to the jets and just be that backup quarterback, just for the coaching. He wanted that, which kind of makes me upset. That's yeah. All. It's uh, whoever he's going to be with is going to get a world of experience and, just an all-around positive atmosphere, and you can't ask for much more out yeah. of. All right, cat, that's just not cool. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be fun uh, for anybody watching. Cat uh, jumped up on my shoulder, but then um, he was digging his claws in, so we had to put the kibosh <laughs> on that. Anyway, um, we're back to Josh McCown for just a second. Uh, yeah, he he fit in very well with the Eagles type of locker room. And I think that's why he had such a good year. I mean, he said he just, uh, he had the time of his life playing for the Eagles this year, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he only got in two games uh, one for, you know, like a drive and then in the playoffs. So playing for the Eagles is, uh, that's his first playoff game. Right. I mean, that has to be the time of your life, regardless of if you win. You know what? That's one more playoff game than Brandon Marshall's ever played in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. It he is. Had such good, he was a great receiver. He was. But he just couldn't get on the right team. Nope. He almost did with the Bears. He almost did with the Jets. He signed like with the Saints, and then they cut him before they made the playoffs that year. Mm, that's true. That's true. So they said, nah, 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 no, nah, never nah. mind. <laughs> All right. Well, we're sad. I'm sad. The Eagles are out. Is nothing we could do. Just yeah. the biggest injury year I have ever seen in my life. And we still made the playoffs over the Cowboys, which leads yes. me to Jason Garrett is finally officially out. Yeah. And it is Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is officially the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That I, I have some opinions on that. <laughs> no. Um, 
Mike McCarthy throws the ball a lot. Unless he sees that, oh, I got Zeke. I'm going to have to start running the ball some more. It's going to be it's going to be some more receiving yards and receptions for Zeke, but it's not going to be more carries. So whatever Zeke got this year in carries, you can minus some off of that. It will not be more. It might be close to the same. It would definitely not be more carries. Mike McCarthy is pass, pass, pass all the time. That's all he thinks about, and he's going to do his best to make Dak Prescott uh, the new Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to work out. Mike McCarthy will get fired in two years. <laughs> I know. I like the way you think. Um, I don't know that it matters what coach is on the Cowboys. As long as Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones still has his yeah. hand in the cookie jar and yep. is telling people what needs to be done, they're going to do what he wants, and there's Although not much you can I, do about there's, it. There's something about McCarthy that makes me feel like, hey, Jerry Jones, be quiet. I feel like he's got that kind of an attitude for some things. Maybe. Because because why do you think Aaron Rodgers just wasn't happy with McCarthy? I think McCarthy was telling me, you have to do this. Otherwise, you're going to be the best quarterback <laughs> I've ever played with. That's, that's what's going to happen. You know, it is funny that Mike McCarthy uh, has now gone from a publicly owned football team where everybody <laughs> right. gets a say yeah. – and now he is on the one team where if you don't do what you're told, <laughs> it probably spells doom for you. Oh, oh we, we got something. We got a follow from Nikki B30. I'm not sure if that's uh, <laughs> initials or something. B B H B. But uh, right, thank you for the follow. Really <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, back to Mike McCarthy because mm-hmm. we now have a reunited Mike McCarthy with Randall Cobb. Right. That probably doesn't mean anything because Randall yeah. Cobb's pretty much washed up. But mm-hmm. I do like the future for Michael Gallup in Dallas. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Anybody who's going to receive the ball in Dallas is going to have a good future because trust me, Mike McCarthy is going to throw the ball and Dak Prescott's going to have plenty of stats, but it's not going to make their team any better. Gotcha. Yep. It won't. Uh, Joe says it's Nick B a, I think like E H is an a, a there, yadder a, I don't know. Something like that. His name is Nick. (laughs) Nick. Yeah. Nick. Did you say Ricky? Oh no. I said Nikki B a, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I think I don't know. That's what. That's all I got information <laughs> leading from Joe. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else was there that we could talk about um, in regular NFL news. Um, well, I was uh, going to well, throw. Who do you think's going to win, Seahawks or Packers? Oh man! If the Seahawks can only beat an injury-riddled Philadelphia Eagles by eight points. I don't see yep. how there is any way that they can beat the Packers in Green Bay I'll when it's probably going to be super cold, possibly snowing. Eh. I'll tell you how. First of all, <laughs> week 17, Packers needed to win. They won, but they didn't look good. Aaron Rodgers looked bad against the Lions. All right, what's well, the Lions? I know the Lions know how to play against the Packers. I'll let that pass a little bit, but you have to pay attention to it. Just a little. The other way is watching this last game against the Eagles, knowing the Eagles secondary is not great. The Packers secondary is not great. Better than the I, Eagles. I think, 
that they need to make Metcalf the focus of the team. The guy is a beast. He's amazing. I think he's going to be, like I've been saying, I think he's got a chance to be the new Megatron. And if they don't utilize him in that fashion, they won't win this game. They have to do more Metcalf. And Marshawn Lynch is just fine. So you can do whatever you got to do with there. Lockett's a good wide receiver. He's going to do his thing. Metcalf needs to be the focus. I think that's the only way you beat the Packers. He is definitely a matchup nightmare because that dude is just a physical specimen beyond all that I've seen in the last, I don't know how many years. And to put salt in the wound, I was hoping the Eagles were going to draft DK Metcalf when we drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside in the second round. And then he kept slipping. I was watching Endgame with Asa when (laughs) right before the movie started, the Seahawks drafted DK Metcalf and he was like, this is the best day ever. (laughs) Like, man, we passed. Now, he was the ninth receiver taken in that draft. That's what, to me, is crazy. I feel like he was the second, or the first or second best in the draft. And he didn't get taken until the second. There's no way I would have predicted he The last got pick taken in the, the second field. round. Yeah, um, no chance. I think it was, was it Collinsworth was saying that uh, when he did his mock draft or whatever, that he thought he was going to go seventh overall in the entire yeah. draft and he falls to pick Tom like 63 or whatever it was. That is insane. You know, it's kind of startling me a little bit. And I still think Collinsworth says the dumbest things in the world. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, of course, but I agree with him more often now than I used to, which well, is kind of making me sad. He's not stupid. He just, <laughs> you know, he's a when, smart guy, he, when there is just, a bias in his brain, it shows so bad that you're like, Oh my God, shut up about Tom Brady. I don't want to hear oh, you talk about Tom man. Brady anymore. Like uh, we know you love him, but can we talk about <laughs> something else? Oh yeah. I completely agree with you. 100%. All right. So let's end on this. Just, just some food for thought here. Uh, so the Baltimore Ravens, they used to be the Cleveland Browns. They play the Tennessee Titans, who used to be the Houston Oilers. The Houston (laughs) Texans, who replaced the Houston Oilers, play the Kansas City Chiefs, who used to be the Dallas Texans. You got it? Just, 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 (laughs) I can't, I mean, wow. Wow. What are the chances of this? This is just the best thing ever. (laughs) The best. Oh, I got something. Okay. I just... And this is spur of the moment just okay. because you were talking about people, name changes and whatnot. Just kicked in my head. We just talked about it with my family. There was a team in Beloit called the Beloit Fairies. Correct. In the first year, I don't know how many people realize this. The first year the Packers were a team, they were not in the NFL yet. The next year the Packers were in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But the Packers went undefeated that first year in in their whatever league it was. And the Beloit Fairies from Beloit, Wisconsin – said, hey, we'll challenge you to a game. And mm-hmm. so the Packers were like, sure, whatever. And it was the last game of the season. It was basically exhibition, whatever. The Packers lost 6 to nothing to the White Fairies. That's right. And the Packers, there's only two games where the Packers let the, the other team score at any points at all. <laughs> and one of those was against the Beloit Fairies, which Beloit is crazy. Fairies. World champion Beloit Fairies. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we'll be back next week when we have a little bit clearer picture. We'll be down to the final four in the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. We can make some predictions there. And um, the Super Bowl is not too far away. And I'm sad because my season's done. I know your yeah. season was already done, but we're not talking about you. <laughs> not rubbing it in. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening uh, again uh, at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Fantasy Fuel. If you'd like to see our ugly mugs while we talk, that would be awesome of you. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah you're looking at the camera way <laughs> too long. That's, that's not the eye contact we need. All right. We are out of here. Thanks for listening, and uh, good luck if your team's still in the NFL playoffs. <laughs>